What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome back to another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. Get to the Chopper! The Low Life Chopper Podcast. What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome back to another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. What's up, you L7 weenies? <laughs> We're joined by Johnny A. Harris from Copacetic Magazine. Thank you, Johnny. How yeah, you thanks. doing? I'm good. Good. Nice to be here. Yeah. That's a sick shirt, dude. Yeah, that, that shirt is dope. the only one that exists. It's the, oh, you, I was just about to say, do you got those up for sale? Yeah, we're, well, we're just about to get into t-shirts, hopefully next week. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that design. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much the cover of our first issue. So jump straight into the house the housekeeping shit and then we'll get into this fucking interview mm-hmm. or what? Yeah, let's just do some housekeeping, bud. Clean house. Yeah. I guess we'll start off with those. The motherfucking merchandise. You guys came in heavy. On those two that we said we were going to fucking uh, delete off of the uh, Big Cartel. Yeah. They're actually I still haven't seen. Designs. Yeah. I still haven't seen anybody post the Only Choppers one yet. Yeah. I haven't seen that posted. Um, yeah. If you get some merch, post it up on fucking Instagram and tag us. Yeah. Show tag us. us. How, how good you look. It brings you up at least... Up one and a half points. If on a scale of one to ten, if you're a five, you're a six and a half in one of those shirts, bro. Oh, 100%. 100%. You put on that shirt, you're getting laid. Whether you're married, divorced, guaranteed, gay, lesbian, fucking trans, whatever, dude. You get some kind of intercourse with that shirt. <laughs> Even a fur, yeah. Even if you're <laughs> so a get over, get over to our fucking, Some... yeah, get over to our fucking link tree on Instagram. It's got everything to support us. You can buy merchandise. You can join the motherfucking Patreon to win our monthly giveaways. Um, it has the link for John Luke's fiance. Yeah. Yep. Just still yeah. up. Ha- yeah. It has the GoFundMe. Uh, huge shout out to everybody that's donated to that, by the way. You guys fucking rain down with the donations. Um, I know John and their family super appreciate that, so keep it going. Um, also, you seen Ryan, he threw up one design already for a shirt we may make for Deadbeat and the Indian Lair block party. Um, I think you changed up the shirt already, right? <laughs> you decided that was up, a no-go? Yeah. 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 So we're well, going to put up I, another I, post. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think what we're going to do is we're going to let the lads decide yes. on this week's episode. Yes. So we're going to, on on Low Lives After Dark, we'll just, I'll show the design. If you guys are like, yeah, that's fucking sick, then I'm going to run with brought it. brought beer. <laughs> that's, always a pro- that's always a problem. <laughs> I've already gone through three. We and then uh, I'm going to print them myself. I know. <laughs> yes. I always crack that first Rhino's one. And I'm a fucking, like, yeah, let's just genius uh, with everything, dude. catch up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're, um, these are going to yeah, be so, hand-printed so gorilla some... style, baby. Yeah, they're going to look good, though, because Rhino's a fucking beast. This dude's been screen printing since the womb. Um, but grab those shirts. We're going to have those at Deadbeat. 
Um, if we don't sell out at Deadbeat, we'll also have them at the Block Party. Either way, we're going to have shirts at both. We're going to have all the QR codes for the shirts that are on our Big Cartel store. That way you can just scan it with your fucking phone, order it, and you don't even have to carry that bitch home. It'll just meet you back at the house. Um, again, if you want to get on the Patreon, that'll get you the extra bonus episode every week, which is supposed to be 20 minutes, but we run an hour every fucking week for some reason. Um, <laughs> it gets you in for the monthly giveaways. What do we have this month? Is this month we're just giving away some cash or what? Yeah, we don't have... Yeah, we're doing some cash this month. I actually just shipped that hammer out today to How Casey. Much was that? Twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was heavy, dude. Yeah, fuck. Um, yeah, we'll see what we can come up with. Um, but that's it. That's what we got. Go check out the fucking link tree. Check out all of our shit. Figure out how to fucking support us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Helps us get to all these shows. And and we're not going to take those two designs down because. <laughs> You guys seem to like them a lot, so we're just going to yeah, keep we're not, those two t-shirt designs sellers. up. The only yeah. jobs. Yeah, you guys like them. They're staying up. The people have spoken. This is a democracy, or at least a benevolent I think we're going to have to add on to, I think we're going to have to add on to our store and put more products up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Anywho, um, like I was saying, you can catch us at... Deadbeat Retreat, that is August 25th. 25th, 26th, 27th. 25th, 26th, and 27th. Um, we're going to be putting together a ride to Deadbeat. Um, so make sure you're following the Low Life Chopper podcast on Instagram. We'll also put out the details here on the fucking podcast. But we're all going to meet up, all ride to Deadbeat as one big fucking pack. Um, if you want to do that. We'll put the fucking details out. Um, also, Saturday, we're going to organize some kind of ride. I don't know where we're going to go. Um, maybe go fucking rip the kank. But we've ripped the kank so many fucking times. But I'm almost thinking, like, maybe we switch it up and go crank down Old Orchard Beach this time. You know what I mean? Oh, Jesus, or go hit up, go up Portland or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not that far, dude. Old Orchard Beach from fucking Dasaka was, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, so, but they can't. The king, yeah. Maybe we vote on it. Maybe we vote on a couple of different ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with the kank. I'm just saying we always ride the kank. If we can go rip so down nice, to Old Orchard Beach and just fuck shit up, dude, get in some fights, yeah, poke a couple people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we gotta <laughs> we gotta get back for the uh, for the event Saturday night. Oh yeah, so that's right. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we, we don't want to go doing... too far. And you know yeah. we're gonna be broken down all the way down the kank. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also we have. Uh, the Indian Larry Block Party. That is September 16th? 16th, yep. We are locked in. We're going to be there Friday night. We're going to be there Saturday. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be... I, we're all we're all kitted up, dude. We got we got some new fucking we're coming fancy out ass shit. Yeah, we're, we're coming we got out some swinging. fancy shit going to that show, bro. Yeah, so you can catch us at Deadbeat. You can catch us at the Indian Larry Block Party. And then also, uh, last spot of Chopper Club is putting on Kingston Day's Chopper Show. That's Saturday, September 9th, riding custom motorcycle show, noon to 6 p.m. It's on Main Street in Kingston, New Hampshire. You'll see it. It literally is a fucking massive grass island in the middle of the fucking town, and that's where the Chopper Show is. It's super fucking rad. 
It's been going on for a long fucking time. So September 9th, if you ain't doing shit, come fucking hang out. Make it happen, Kevin. There's a lot of good shit going down. We got, yeah. we don't got a whole lot of summer left, bro. No, we don't. Uh, I think that's all I got. You got anything else? Um, nope. No, I think we're good. Oh, fuck. Let's jump in this motherfucking interview, then. <laughs> yeah. So, John, is it, you like John or Johnny? Either one. Okay. I, Johnny. I like Johnny. That sounds... I like Johnny. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, Copacetic Magazine. So... What what is this all about? What is Copacetic Magazine? It's pretty new, so I I know I've seen uh, seen some cool stuff that you've been posting up there. But just tell us a little bit about how it came to be, what it's about. All right, yeah, it's uh, well, I mean, it is totally new. It's uh, we just put the first issue out last week. I mean, people people that have ordered it haven't even seen it yet for the most part. So. Uh, Still waiting on first reviews and stuff like that. But uh, in the past, I've always wanted to work uh, in magazines. I kind of didn't realize that about myself, but I tend to gravitate around magazines and media for some reason. And even though I've been in like uh, the automotive world and hot rod shops and bike shops, uh, there's always tended to be a magazine involved and wanted to give my shot at it. And uh, I had a business partner in Texas, a uh, guy named Rooster. He, he started this uh, brand called Tradition Over Trend. I got involved with that. One day oh, we were talking man. and he was like, we should just start a magazine. Oh, yeah. I mean, very, uh, I mean, if, if not for Rooster, we wouldn't got, I wouldn't have been pushed to do it. But it's really the making the magazine is really just me. Uh, so far, Rooster's helped a lot with the business side of it because I'm no businessman. But uh, yeah, it's just a compilation kind of uh, different category magazine. But we see it all as one giant scene, which is hot rods, choppers, skateboarding, art, and rock and roll music. And everything that's under that umbrella, we try to cover. And we'll, we'll cover some bobbers and we'll cover, you know, different kinds of bikes every now and then. But it's mostly choppers because that's the rock and roll motorcycle. Uh, that's how I see it. And yeah. what you know, is a only bobber? Cover... What do you consider well, I mean, a bobber? I mean, I would assume just. <laughs> we always no have change. this argument. <laughs> I would say no change in stock rate. Hardtail low handlebars so bobber has to have a hardtail oh for for sure i mean i i wouldn't mm. put a non-hardtail bike in the back in the magazine that's oh, nothing man, against I springs that. i just i'm going for the rock and roll attitude on everything and yeah. not a lot of attitude with comfort for you know yeah well that, yeah. that that's one of those terms it's like a safe word for guys that just change out their handlebars and they just put on some some mini apes, and then they go, yeah, it's a bobber, <laughs> but it's all stock. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, uh, I mean, I try to be nice to everybody when they send me pictures of their bikes, trying to get it in, and I hate I hate having to exclude anything. Like even when bands send me stuff, I feel bad because I, 
like they'll say, hey, can you review our record? And it's like, I want to, but if you're not good, I don't want to put negativity in the magazine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, but I mean, it's pretty obvious, but we pretty much only focus on, you know, early 60s, late 80s, sometimes 90s, just skinny hardtail choppers. Nice. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it's okay. To, it's okay to be like, you know, it's niche, right? I mean, you're there's very specific things that you like and that you want to showcase, and you know, it's not like you don't like that person. You just don't like oh, yeah. it. Doesn't fit into what you're trying to do or what you're trying to. I curate, like that it's like know? a lifestyle magazine. Like that's dope. Mm-hmm. I love that you got like. The bikes, the music, the skateboarding, the fucking art. Like, I love all that. That's fucking sick. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I couldn't, well, like, I mean, originally we wanted to do, we were just talking about doing just cars and bikes. And I'm like, well, I know too many bands personally. And everyone that's into cars and bikes probably likes this kind of music. And that just led into, well, everyone with a chopper tends to come from the skateboarding world for some reason. And I don't know, it's just the way it is. It's, it's a changing of the tide in like the custom culture world from the boomers to my generation. I always look at it because like when we were younger, your way of rebelling was like skateboarding was like a rebellion thing when we were younger. You know what I mean? Like you were a little fucking asshole. You just like did shit on your terms. You know what I mean? That's like why you were fucking part of the skateboard family. You know what I mean? And I feel like choppers are just like the grown up version of that. Like, you're still just doing what the fuck you want to do. You're just too out of shape to push anymore. So now you're out of (laughs) pocket. Yeah. The other, the other thing is, is like (laughs) choppers. It's like, you have to have your shit together enough to be able to afford one. You know what I mean? Cause it's not cheap. Like a skateboard, relatively cheap. You know what I mean? Any, anybody can get into skateboarding. It wasn't when you were younger though. Like think about it when you were like 12. You didn't have 130 bucks to fucking drop on a whole new setup. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I remember, like, yeah, picking shit apart. Like, one of my buddies would have a front truck. My other buddy would have a rear truck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I never really got into... I was a fruit booter, so... Even that? That was Not expensive as fuck, too, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... <clears throat> my, dad, my dad was into, like, ice hockey. You know, like, we're a hockey family growing up in... So my dad always was inline skating and he was like, yeah, I'll definitely drop the money for some inline skates for my boys. Yeah. How inconvenient though, dude, we'd go to like Hampton beach and it's like going into the arcade and it's like, you get these fucking boots on like with a skateboard, you just pick it up and you can go and play some, like some arcade <laughs> games, some Simpsons or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And if you get a fight, be you're around. <laughs> oh, dude, you can't fight and rollerblade. <laughs> you Are you kidding me? Fucked. You'd be fucked, dude. At least I don't at a skateboard. Even, yeah, you just pick not, that thing up and truck somebody. Yeah, like <laughs> if if you're at a skate park and you're and you're inline skating, like did the skateboarders fight with these guys or did they just oh, go 100%. out like they showed up at the same? I was gonna say like, dude, if I was like trying to shred on like a skate park or whatever, and I had my fruit boots on, I'd go at like eight o'clock in the morning when I knew there would be like no skateboarders to beat me up there. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really a skate park kid, but. I was more of like I street at skate stuff, like uh, street stuff. But I do remember like there was a skate park in my town, and I remember like when we were go there, we would a hundred percent talk shit to the dudes that were skating, like inline skating. 
Yeah, I guess if they take those things off, then they're barefoot. I, I don't know. Because <laughs> that's that's not very intimidating either. Like, hold on a second. And they just like unvelcro their their shoes, their little wheel shoes. And then they're like trying to act tough. And tripping on your Jankos and shit. Maybe they put them on their fist, dude, though. <laughs> yeah, tripping on the Jankos, dude. Oh, hold on. Wait till my Janko. They're, they're like caught up in the wheel. <laughs> No shit. Sorry, we tend to so, derail quite a bit. You said that uh, <laughs> you are you're down south right now. You said in Tennessee. Yep. And you're running the magazine from there, and it's a uh, I guess is it it's a a print magazine and online, or how does yeah, that work? I mean, it's uh, I mean, we mostly wanted it to be print, but it's online oh, by yeah. default, just because it's everything it, has I mean, to be. Yeah, well, there, I mean, there are certain younger people that just won't touch pages, and uh, yeah. and also, you know, it, it costs so much to print that to get eyeballs on it, it's you know, you pretty much have to do an online version just to make sure more than the amount of prints you can make get to see it. But I don't know. yeah, it honestly like breaks my heart, dude, that a lot of like the magazine companies are going to all digital. Cause I'm like yeah. you do, like I love just flipping through a mag. Like I'm not trying to be on my phone flipping through a mag. Like I want to, I want the paper, dude. Just so I can rip the page out, hang it on the fucking wall if it's like a dope centerfold or something. Yeah, I mean it's, uh, I mean people that are all about just online. I mean you're putting a lot of, a lot of faith in the power grid, and the second the power goes out, you don't have the magazine anymore. And yeah, it's more of like a keepsake, you know, like a. I don't know. Just, I mean, I, I treasure magazines. I have a, I have too many magazines. I can't. Yeah. In, in 50 years from now, you can't sell your digital copies of fucking copacetic. You know what I mean? But if yeah. you get all the fucking paperback ones in 50 years, you're like, yeah, I got every one and I'm about to sell them for fucking 5k. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then the older it gets, you get to go, you know, Hey, this is, I mean, this magazine's 50 years old now. And yeah, I don't know. I like get to that. show your kids, your grandkids, what bikes when bikes were cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we, I mean, we really meant it. I mean, you can go cheap and you can get newspaper paper, but we really went for really thick, really yeah, high gloss. Sick. Oh wow! I mean, we did that on purpose, mostly because we hate making a profit, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I know that feeling. That's so rock and roll, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I also I want them, I want them to last. You know, the better quality yeah. pages, they'll last. But. Yeah, it's such a, it's a, an experience that like a lot of younger kids never, you know, I grew up in an age where that's what you had magazines. And if you took a dump, you had a magazine, you know what I mean? Like that's the only thing that was in the bathroom yeah. and you'd read the same one like over and over and over again, because it's better than the alternative, just staring at your feet as they swell up while you take a shit, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's it when you're on your phone, Cause I've done like digital magazines and stuff like that. It's totally different. Cause you're just, you're just swiping and you're used to like so much more stimulation, you know, like you go on like fucking TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And it's just like, ding, 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 ding. when you have a magazine and it's paper and you're just like sitting on a porch or whatever, you're, that's what you're doing. You're just like chilling. So it's kind of like the whole experience of being able to like fucking relax. And it's like, you know, I don't actually don't know a whole lot of younger people, but like, I know like I have young kids and, their attention spans are like nothing dude and they do not like not having like 
media in front of them or like some type of stimulation. I couldn't imagine them just fucking sitting and looking through a magazine, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be every five seconds or they they're done. Yeah. But I mean, I, I love the idea of a magazine just being left somewhere and then you get to discover it. Like people that just leave them on a public table or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like that. That's how I found out about a lot of stuff. And people are sending me pictures of like, you know, people that run tattoo shops or bike shops, sending me pictures of their magazine laid out in the lounge. And that shit's awesome. I'm happy that we have a magazine. That's one of those magazines wow. on a table now. Yeah. That's the other thing too, is like right online. If you have like a web page and you're, you're posting some similar stuff like this, it's all about getting clicks. So it's just like, yep. click, 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 add, 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 add. Whereas like print media like this, like a magazine, it's curated and it's like, there's integrity to it, you know? And it's like, it's not about the click. You bought the magazine, the transaction's done, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, yeah, there might be some ads in it or whatever, but it's more honest in my opinion. It's just like, we just try to make the best kind of product with cool stuff. And that's how you learn. Like you get outside that echo chamber. It's so easy online to just be like, these people, they like what exactly what I like, you know? And if you, if you don't like it, then it's easy to get away from it. When you invest in like a magazine, you're picking it up, you know, especially nowadays, it's like, dude, subscriptions for magazines, they're expensive because shipping's more expensive, print is more expensive and it's super niche, but it's kind of like collecting vinyl or something, you know, it's one of those bygone eras, but it's like, it's so important that we still have that option, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, but that, I mean, there's even, I mean, there are so many downsides to doing things traditionally now because they've just made it so impossible to do things the way you used to be able to do them. But, uh, oh, like, yeah. we, we haven't added a subscription service yet because I don't know, it seems, uh, it doesn't seem necessary yet. Like, uh, I had mm -hmm. a, a guy that used to run, a humongous magazine that I'm friends with. He gave me some advice and he told me to be careful with subscriptions because you wind up in a contract with the customer. Now you got to produce these magazines. They've already oh, paid a year in advance for, and we don't really have a staff. It's me. Like all the pictures in the magazine I took, all the words I wrote and mm. I can't be everywhere at once. And you know, if I get sick, I don't know what That's I'd one do. thing I was going to ask. Are you going to plan on like reaching out to photographers and like, hey, do you want to cover this show, write a fucking article, send the pictures, blah, blah, blah? Or are you like trying to like really man everything up yourself? Uh, well, I mean, until there's money, I'll try to do everything myself. But I mean, we we will at a necessity have to reach out to photographers to cover certain bands. Like there's a band up near where y'all are. Uh, we're trying to get in the magazine and uh, they're out of somewhere in new hampshire but uh this band called hobo wizard um, oh fuck. we went to their show <laughs> oh, yeah yeah they did a shop they did a shopper show for me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew they were like right up our alley because that's what we like we like uh we like all of the stuff coming together we like people that are into bikes and cool music and all but people that are that are doing more than one thing but uh yeah eventually we hope to have a staff and be able to cover everything a normal magazine covers like we're only a quarterly magazine right now and you know as soon as i can hire people it'll become a bi-monthly and then hopefully a monthly but 
So, yeah, I guess, what do you do? I mean, this is, this isn't your day job, right? So what do you do? Like, uh, in, I'm a full-time it, painter. Oh, full-time paint. What kind of paint do you do? Uh, well, I, I mean, normally like for years, I just did custom painting. And then, uh, after the, I lived in Tennessee, was doing regular painting. I got a job offer in Texas in 2019 moved to Texas and then COVID happened and uh, came back to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I got a job uh, painting like a industrial type painting, like uh, amusement park rides, any kind of uh, outdoor posts, stuff like that. I mean, it's kind of like assembly line painting. It's very, very old school painting, but super simple and easy to pay the bills, easy to run the magazine from the paint booth there. But I mean, I, I mean, I am very appreciative of it, but I can't wait to quit. And I hope the magazine helps me do that. So amusement park painting, like, are you talking, you go up and paint like on the Ferris wheel? Or are you talking like you do the funhouse? Like, I mean, what kind of painting? It's everything from like uh, the frames of go karts and all yeah. the little pieces inside of it to uh, bumper cars, roller coasters, you know the oh, carts wow. and the rails and and then baseball oh, like damn. kitchen machines, that kind of stuff. Anything at an amusement park. But, hmm. Yeah, oh, if shit. you've been in an, in an electric go kart in America, I probably painted it because. There's only one factory that makes them and there's only one painter. So no shit. I mean, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's a pretty cool place, but that's pretty cool though. So that there's just one factory that makes those bumper cars. Yeah. Well, they have a, uh, they have a patent on the electric, uh, stuff, but yeah, it's all bumper car or bumper cars. Oh, Oh, well, I don't know. I can't remember what all they got. But it's People easy painting. Like a, easy painting. You just do like one color though. You're not doing like that stuff behind oh. you with like scallops Putting and flames the, on the bottom. Flames and shit, yeah. Hot <laughs> rod. Well, every now and then I will get to do a sign and I get to do some sign work or we'll get to go up and refresh the paint on like the obstacles on the mini golf stuff. But that's about it. Hmm. Sick. Is that like airbrush work? That's cool. Sometimes. I mean, like every now and then, uh, the pitching machine stuff uh, will come with helmets, and sometimes rich people will be like, I want to get all my kids special helmets, and then they'll have me do that kind of stuff, but that's super rare. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, I mean, if it was up to me, I would just do cool stuff, but it's very hard. You gotta gotta pay the fucking bills. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's very hard to just just sell flake and candy airbrush stuff for a yeah. living. No shit. Yeah, not easy paying the bills just doing cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, I learned that. Do it in yeah. a cooler area. It's it's more possible if you live in L.A. or Austin or something. But yeah, yeah. In the middle of nowhere, it's it's almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chattanooga? Is that where you're 
is that middle of nowhere? Because I've at least heard of it. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, comparatively, I mean, I come from, we, we just left Austin um, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So we got used to big city living, but yeah, Chattanooga is pretty, I mean, it's, uh, it's just like Mayberry on steroids. It's not that big. No. How is, how is Austin? What do you think of that? I, I've heard nothing but good stuff. I've never um, been myself. The first three months before the pandemic hit, because I got there January 1st, 2020. And Fuck. <laughs> worst timing. Yeah, those yeah. three months. Those three months were uh, amazing. And then everything. And then, you know, my experience of Texas was our house after that, pretty much. Oh, uh, sucks. Austin went pretty hard with the lockdowns for a while. But... And you're yeah. doing custom paint out there, right? Yeah, well, I was working at a, a big, pretty big hot rod shop uh, that was also a headquarters of a big magazine, and uh, no that's shit. where I met Rooster, the guy that is the other guy in Copacetic. He was working there also. And that's how we met, and he's still there. He's still running all of the Copacetic stuff in Austin because that's just a way bigger hub that makes way more sense as a capital for Copacetic than Chattanooga does, but. This right. is where good money and my family was after COVID. So we had to come here and regroup, but we could wind yeah. up back in Austin. I'm not, hmm. that's not out of the question. Is your job still open over there if you wanted to go back? No. 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 I mean, I really wouldn't want to do that anyway, because I, I mean, those high end custom shops, it's, it's eight months of body work before you get to paint something. And yeah, fuck that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, those are like $60,000 paint jobs, you know, where it's. What the fuck? Absolutely. I mean, these are like 150, 200 grand total builds. And that, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to be involved in that stuff, but it's high yeah. stress work. That's sleeping at the shop. And dude, and everybody's making money off that. So it's like, who the fuck? I don't know how people make money like that. I don't know what they do. There seems well, to be a lot of people. It's not just I like three billionaires buying all these fucking cool paint jobs and shit, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's a lot of money in Texas. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. So you you just you moved to, to Texas. You had to move back. Do you have wife and kids? Is it just you, girlfriend? Yep. No, I got a wife and two stepkids. Okay. Yep. Oh, so everybody uprooted and went out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, it was pretty smooth on everybody except me. My wife worked for a company that had a branch in Austin, so she just switched. Oh, okay. Super, I mean, I was the only one that really had a big adjustment, but Austin is also just too expensive to live in if you're not already successful when you move there. And right. Oh, yeah. It seems so daunting to live in a place that expensive and try to start a business. But. Oh shit. Um, you ever see Joe Rogan out there? No, <laughs> no. I mean, I feel like I saw Alex Jones's house once. But oh, is he in I... Austin too? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't Jesse James in Austin too? Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Austin's the town, pretty much man. everybody's moving there. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's those well, are all I mean, rich it guys, though. It's all Los Angeles now, but oh no, shit. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean, that's it has that feel. You just is that where they like... do Born Free or whatever, Texas? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. But also, I mean, Austin, uh, around Chattanooga, there's a lot of hot rods, but there's really not a lot of choppers. But in in Austin, it is a, it's a car scene pretty much every time you go anywhere. I mean, it's a, it's a wild place. So you said, uh, you know, there's like this Venn diagram with like hot rods, choppers, skateboards, art, like custom stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you, you, I guess I'm, I'm going to guess that you were a skateboarder growing up or do, were you in a band? Did you do hot rods growing up? Were you into choppers? Are you into choppers now? Like tell us a little yeah. bit about how you got to put all these things together in a magazine. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I tried to, I mean, I'm not much of a, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about my past much, but I tried to, tell about it a little bit in the editor's page of the magazine. Like when I was 13 years old, that's when I got into skateboarding and skateboarding is a gateway drug to everything else. That's cool. And like, I try to tell people, you can't just get into skateboarding without getting uh, skate tapes. And then you watch these skate tapes. They're full of punk rock music. Now you want to listen to these bands and then, it just keeps going. But yeah, I got into bands. Uh, I was in, I've been, I've been, I've been in a million bands, um, but mostly punk bands. I was in a alternative country band in Nashville for a little bit, but uh, I've kind of put music on the side, but that would be fun to get back into again, but I always wanted to cover it. I mean, that was always really important. I always wanted that in the magazine um, because it's the soundtrack to everything and you can't, we can't concede everything to pop culture. We can't just say, okay, here's a video. Let's put pop or hip hop over it. I think yeah. we have to preserve rock and roll. And what kind of, what kind of music do you feature or do you plan on featuring in this magazine? Cause I know like personally, well, like in the chopper scene, like skateboarding scene, it's such a broad spectrum of music. Like you got like the dudes that are hardcore skateboarders that listen to nineties hip hop. Then you got the guys that are like the punk guys, the hardcore guys, the outlaw country guys. So like how do you how do you narrow that down? Well, I mean I, tr- I try to just tell people we just look for the rock and roll version of whatever we're focusing on. If it's skateboarding, then we're just looking for the rock and roll skateboarders. Like we tell people we're trying to bring back the Bart Simpson, Beavis and Butthead type energy to everything, mm-hmm. because that's, I mean, that's kind of our attitude. I mean, I, I like that, that kind of style. And, um, I mean, punk music kind of lead, I mean, it's hard to get into any underground music scene and not kind of be forced to learn about all of them because especially in a small town where scenes are really small, you meet all the goth kids, all the skinheads, all the, punks all the everything and then uh i joined the military and when i got out i went to the nashville auto diesel college uh to get into wanted to learn how to do metal fabrication and use my gi bill to do that 
And while I was there, I got into an alternative country band. This is like right when Hank 3 was blowing up and that whole scene was humongous. And um, yeah, in there, I got, I got involved with uh, the Voodoo Kings car club. Back then, I had a 49 shoebox and Sick. Got, got into like the rockabilly, that custom culture world. And kind of kind of got sick of that world <laughs> because of the way that scene is. But I liked all of the cars, so I kept all of that. And I, I liked that all of those people were like ex-punks, ex-skateboarders that kind of do the rockabilly retirement thing. Yeah. But <laughs> is that, I've never so heard that. thing that just like, yeah, like that, rockabilly that's retirement. like super niche. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, I can't do the mosh pits anymore. I got a bad hip. But I, can, I still got my hairline. I can grow out a pompadour. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, it happens naturally. People say, never me. And then they're slicking their hair back one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so you're not uh, opposed to though, like, so essentially like you're, you're throwing out whatever best describes whatever category. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, we're, it's basically uh we just try to preserve a culture. Like I, I just, I don't want skateboarding to just be lost to popular culture. I want it to be, I want there to still be an attitude. Like you see a skateboarder kid, you think that fucking punk kid might break into our car. Like, I don't want to lose right. that. I don't yeah. want like with the SLS skateboarding, the corporatization yeah, yeah. of everything. Yeah. Keep all this yeah. stuff everything dangerous. Yeah. Everything's yeah. commercial. I want to make a, I want to make a shirt that says make skateboarding a crime again. <laughs> Right. Well, that's why all this shit was cool. You know what I mean? Like hot rods, yeah. choppers, skateboarding, you know, art yeah. and fucking music. Yeah. What makes it cool is that it's dangerous and it's fringe. Once it's like. Yeah. It, well, it's self-expression at the end of the day. It's like yeah. you skate the way you yeah. express yourself. You know what I mean? Same with like building cars and bikes yeah. and the music you listen to. And the thing that fucking sucks is that. People with money, they came along. All this shit, yeah, fuck it up. Now it's profitable. Everything's profitable. Everybody can spin a profit. Everybody can start a lifestyle company off of something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it makes it like disingenuous, you know. And it's like when you see real shit, like when you see like that's why we cover like, you know, dudes in their garage just cranking away. Everybody's poor. Nobody has any money no prospects. They just love it. You know what I mean? And that's like the purest form of like any of this shit, you know, like you're doing skate, I, you know, I get inspired when I see like 40 year old dudes dropping into half pipes and shit on their skateboard. Cause they love it, you know, oh, yeah. or, or like choppers or fucking, you know, rock and roll. They're not trying to get famous. They don't care about getting money. You know, they just love the culture of it. And it's like, that's, yeah. you know, that's what we need to preserve because there's so many, it's so easy to make a buck. Any motherfucker can just, you know, went to design school or some shit, or it has access yeah. to a fucking MacBook and they can start a lifestyle company and just start printing shit. And it just like yeah. fucking taints the pool, you know? Yeah. I mean, they say you can't buy cool, but I mean, it's, I, it's something worth preserving, you know? I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make copacetic out to be like, it has this big mission. But I mean, it kind of does. I mean, it's more or less. I just wanted 
I just wanted a spotlight to stay on a certain culture and not get ruined. That's all I wanted. I just yeah, yeah. And, and to make I, certain people aware of it. Yeah, I like the message behind it, man. And that's why, like, um, it sounds a lot like um, like how Gnarly Magazine does their shit. They just like stay true to like what they do. You know what I mean? They do. They like they focus on like the pinstripers and the fucking guys building rad cars and cool fucking choppers. You know what I mean? And those are always the magazines. They're going to last forever, dude, because I mean, well, at least until we all die. Um, <laughs> but like, those are the rad fucking magazines where it's like, they're not searching out for like the next coolest fucking thing. They're just trying to document the cool shit that's already happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can kill cool. You know what I mean? Like, cause like, you know, choppers for example, for example, you know, like they were cool back in the day. And the dudes that rode them were cool as shit. Yeah. And, you know, there was a bunch of posers. They all came along. They all tried to get rich. They're all fucking gone. But then there's cool people still doing it. And the choppers are yeah. still cool. And if if you're not about it, then, like, these types of, uh, you know, cultures, they chase you off. They don't want that. They don't want disingenuine motherfuckers, like, raping their culture, you know, because that's what they care about. But uh, I had... Quick, where where did you come up with the name copacetic? Like, what does that mean to all this? I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, I don't think I had like an aha moment or anything, but uh, yeah. I did. I always liked the word. I always thought it was a totally un like people seem to use it so much in old 60s and 70s movies and yeah. TV shows. And then people just kind of stopped and I always liked it. I mean, we misspelled it. It doesn't have an S. But I wanted to I wanted to get this rock and roll symbol into it. But um, I mean, to me, it just the second I drew it out on paper, I thought, man, this looks like a magazine from the seventies, and that's all I wanted from it. And I knew it was right. Copacetic but, doesn't have an S in it. Well, it's uh, a C. I'm retarded. I I would have never got that. Oh, so there's yeah, three C's in copacetic shit. I thought it was copacetic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's well, how i've been saying it my whole life bro <laughs> yeah. we, we like the magazine we can't really spell it though <laughs> i mean it is uh i mean nah, it's me, a, it's... it sounded familiar yeah it's a rad idea man i just i like that it's like about like the history and the lifestyle and all that shit. Like that's rad as fuck. Just keeping cool shit yeah, cool. Man. Well, yeah. And I mean, I know there are a lot of chopper specific outlets already, but they're kind of uh, all kinds of chopper culture, but there's not, it's mostly kind of older, older, not boomer, but just uh older generation style of chopper culture. I don't know how to explain it. Like more of the David and I, I love all the David Mann 60s stuff. That's I'm totally into that. But like when I see uh when I see a cool bike, I don't hear uh the Almond Brothers like when I'm seeing it. Like it's it those videos are cool when people put those that music on it. But when I see a when I see a hot rod or I, I see a 31 model A coupe going down the road or if I see some shovel head, I'm hearing Black Flag or I'm hearing Zeke. I'm hearing something way wilder than Elvis or whatever. And um, <laughs> I, I know I'm not the only person that 
feels that way because I think we all grew up going to hot rod shows, the bike shows, and it's everybody's grandparents singing doo-wop. And that's fine. You know, I love all that stuff. But that's not going to carry over. Like, eventually, the punk skateboarder kids that got into bikes, they're going to take over. And the mm. music's going to be different. And I feel like we're just trying to recognize that. And I don't know. I just don't want to lose uh, the overall attitude that goes with all of these subjects. Like if hot rods are cool, but if it doesn't have, like we tell people, people send us uh, pictures of their car and they say, hey man, can I get this in the magazine? And we tell people, like we don't have hardcore stipulations. It's not like it's got to be between this year or whatever. It's got to be whatever. But we tell people it just has to look like rock and roll it has to look like a car a movie villain would drive it has to look like maybe there would be a dead body in this car like <laughs> uh, i mean those are the kind of stuff like we want people to look at i mean if you can just look at a picture of a car and get a bad feeling that's the car that belongs in the magazine and the whole death proof kind of vibe that's what we're into but i love that movie yeah i mean we just uh we kind of want things to be a little more dangerous a little more like i mean not like we're not asking people to be assholes like when we say rebellious but like just an immature just a, just bart simpson vibe just like having yeah, fun like the, with life that makes a lot of sense to me when you say bart simpson beavis and butthead because i grew up yeah, in that era and i was like yeah yeah like not meaning any harm not trying Ronnie, to you, know how I, you know how yeah. i know that hit you is when he said it you sat back in your chair and closed your eyes for about three <laughs> seconds and just like took it in, bro. <laughs> I can I see the wheels the turning. <laughs> I mowed the words, eat my shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that is a perfect way to describe it, Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get exactly what that means because it's like, yeah. It was a different time. You know, and things are just, you know, you, it's different now. Things are, things are like, I don't know. It's just hard to like, it's <laughs> hard to sit through all the shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, there's so much cool stuff and there's like so much shit, but you have to sift through all the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you're just accosted with fucking shit. And then it's always like super depressing too. When you're like, you're like, oh, this is fucking wicked cool. And then like the person behind it turns out to be a herb and you're just like, like, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's a bummer. And it, the thing about like magazines too, it takes a ton of effort. It takes like multiple people. It takes like uh fucking capital, everything online. It's just like any fucking loser can just be like, start a fucking Instagram page and just start pumping out reels or like start a fucking TikTok and start me, you know? And that's the thing I hate about this. Like, when people talk about like young kids or whatever, like I just hate the culture of people not being creative, you know, like go ahead on reels and you just like flipping through and it's just people lip syncing stuff. Nobody's making new content. Nobody's doing anything original. Nobody's making anything new. You're not coming yeah. up with a cool song and fucking saying, you're just mimicking other people that were creative that came before you, you know? And that's what I hate about it. It's just like, do something original, you know? Or, yeah, or do don't. some different shit. Just leave everybody the fuck alone because what you're doing sucks. And the thing that bothers <laughs> me the most, 
is that tell us how you look, feel bro it's <laughs> like some bitch will just be lip syncing a fucking cool song or something like being a, ho- a hooker and it'll have like 30,000 views and i'm just like that's so pathetic that someone's looking at this the the thing i really feel bad about is like the dude's looking at that and be like i like it you know but the thing i really hate is just that nobody should even know you you should be a you should be a fart in the wind you're nothing you're not doing yeah. anything but then you know yeah. like people like this like you know like curating things that they actually care about and it's like comes through instantly you know like we we can't really put our finger on exactly what it is but it's like we like cool dangerous shit you know like yeah. skateboarding choppers hot rods art like and in fact we we should flip through this a little bit because it has a very distinct aesthetic to it too you know what i mean like as yeah, soon can as you, you pull see it up? this i still haven't had a chance to look at it yet it's like you you we won't scroll through the whole like thing because i don't want to give it away yeah, we'll just right. uh, do a quick scrolly. Can you guys see? Got oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, so the obviously... shit that I pulled up last week on that thing about Maddie, when I watched it back on YouTube, it was just a black screen. Really? I saw Yeah, it. so hopefully. Huh, that's weird. All right, I anyways. Have an, I have an Apple, though. Oh, fuck off. But I mean, just look at, the, look at this fucking cover, dude. Evo Sporty. Who, who's sporty is this, by the way? Uh, that's uh, my good friend, Chris Clore. Uh, he's, uh, his bike got featured, and he's the featured tattoo artist oh, this in our, right uh, our issue. Sick. And we, uh, we grew up together, and I, I knew I was if he had a bike that was ready, by the time I had a magazine, he was going to be in it. But Yeah, dude. But I love yeah, we'll the, like, through this with the boom oh, box. <laughs> This looks like a fun night. The PVRs, bro. Dude. Hey, there you are. Oh, is that what's in your mug right now? You got some uh, some Captain Morgan and some Coke? Is that your drink? Oh, this right here? This is uh, Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Jack Daniels, okay. Yeah, no, we're in Tennessee here. Oh, dude, this is sick. But yeah, we were. Uh... Who's that boy? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Chris. That's his chopper on the cover, and this is his uh, tattoo profile. Oh, I love that. Uh, Chris oh, is amazing. Yeah. Like we'll always we'll have we'll always at least have one tattoo profile in issue. Oh, I love that. I love that. I mean it. It yeah, covers dude. the art genre, and you know everyone that's into all of these categories is probably also into tattoos. So we he's, tend in, to... he's in Tennessee too. He's in uh, Chatsworth, Georgia. It's about 30, oh, okay. 30 miles away. But... Yeah, that's yeah, Erie E. Eric's Iron Lung. Dude, that's fucking insane! God damn, dude. Yeah, it is. It's one of my favorite cars ever, and. This is the first American magazine that it's ever been in, which what? is a huge honor for me. I don't know how, but dude, so oh, I love the skates around. Pictures. It's just like it's like skating, music, choppers, hot rods, choppers, hot rods, music. Dude, this is yeah, fucking I mean, long, dude. This is a lot of content. Well, I mean, what would happen back in the day when I would go to bookstores? You know, I'd wind up getting 
a bunch of motorcycle mags, a bunch of hot rod magazines, a bunch of music magazines, a bunch of art magazines, you know, and then obviously get Thrasher. And then I, I just, I just wanted one. I wanted want something that was all of those things. Damn, dude. Yeah, dude. That's this super just sick. You did a great job, going, dude. No, you did this you. all by yourself. Holy shit. I did. I mean, it did take me forever to do this first one because I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing, but now that I, I got it figured out, I think it'll be smooth sailing so from here. How long did it take you to put together this first, like from its inception to actually having a magazine printed? Like how long was that process and journey? Uh, well, we first discussed uh, starting a magazine in October of last year and had no idea how to do it. I Fuck, mean, I, did you I move that, that along that, quick then? <laughs> I mean, I, I've been obsessed. I mean, it's been the only thing I've thought about. And um, usually I do a million things. Like I'm always painting, I'm always working, but I've just done this magazine. Um, but I had no idea how to do any of it. I was lucky enough that the guy, Rooster, that I worked with in Texas, uh, I, I got involved with his company, Tradition Over Trends. So we were always doing that side of business stuff for him and when we were talking about starting a magazine uh, i let him run with all of the business side like getting all the copyright trademark stuff uh, because i have no idea how any of that stuff works and i have no interest in it like i consider myself an artist and not a businessman i'm not interested in anything serious really i hate doing anything that's serious but um to I had to learn how to schedule content. Got to think, well, if we're going to have so many pages, then we can have this many features. Like if there's 90 pages, then if there's 18 features, everybody can only get five pages, blah, blah, blah. And then you got to think, well, if, if it's going to be about cars, bikes, art, skateboarding, music, then there has to be so many bands, so many skateboarding, so many cars, so many bikes, and then get all that figured out. And then search the, I mean, I'm lucky, I'm blessed to have just killer friends that do awesome stuff because I just happened to, I mean, pretty much everyone in the first issue are my friends because it was just the easiest and it's not a local magazine. I think it's a big mistake. A lot of people are making thinking that it's a local Southern or Tennessee magazine. It'll be worldwide as soon as it's financially able to be worldwide, but, um, I just had to go to, you know, concerts to get pictures of bands. And I feel like I picked good bands. I've, I wanted to get different kinds of bands. It'll always be like punk bands, thrash bands, heavy metal, doom, garage, you know, kind of indie 90s alternative stuff. Anything that's can, like rock and roll subculture, anything that's not mainstream rock and roll, just a little bit one step below. And uh, just getting cars lined up, going to either car shows or talking to people who have killer, you know, stuff took me months and months to convince Erie Eric to let me get that bubble top into the magazine because, you know, he was super guarded about letting somebody get this at first. Cause a lot of magazines have done him dirty in the past. Oh, no and shit. I had no, I, I mean, the hardest thing with the first issue is that I don't exist yet having to explain to strangers that, Hey, you're just gonna have to trust me that I have a magazine and, and that I'm doing this for you. Um, no, and, uh, just studying. I mean, 
I have magazines memorized because I just stare at them all the time. So I feel like I, I knew how it had to look. And I just thought as long as I was okay with it, because I'm so picky, then it should be okay for other people. But yeah, I just wanted, I want colors to pop and I want every, I want stories to mean stuff. I mean, I'm not a writer because I didn't, I have no uh, background in writing other than just running my mouth. But uh, I mean, I tried to tell people as much about whatever the subject was as I could to get it across why this is cool and why it, why it matters. Um, learning the computer stuff, getting it done. And then, uh, I mean, I was, I was blessed to have experience with tradition over trend and doing their social media because you know you have to build up a customer base because we can't, we didn't have the money to print just out of our pocket. We had to take pre-orders and advertising and I'm super thankful of all the advertisers because, you know, they gave money to a company that didn't exist yet and took a big chance. Very thankful because without them, it wouldn't have happened. But, uh, but now, I mean, now that it, now that it's here and it exists and I got one under my belt, I think it's going to be way, way easier from here on out and we'll just schedule content, shoot it and get the story up. And eventually we'll move into video media, but that'll be a hot minute. What kind of video media, like just on socials or on like pretty much anything with video. uh no well uh yeah uh just uh just online but yeah uh we plan on doing i mean i don't want to give too much away we plan on doing a new show to wrap oh, that's up sick. Like what's been going on in our world. but that's cool that's another thing like the magazine i have no idea how to do it figure it out as i go I, just I think honestly, man, pressure. I think if you reached out to um, some photographers, especially guys that is like just coming up, you know what I mean? Like how you are right now, they would be more than happy to like send in their shit because now it's getting recognized. Even if like you can't cut them a check now, you know what I mean? Be like, hey, listen, let's fucking grow together. I think you wouldn't have yeah. a problem like just just publishing people's work. So many people are so down for just doing that. I think you you could really fucking branch out fast if you wanted to. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm I'm totally down for it. I just uh, you know, I'm also I'm like so scared that I'm ever going to do somebody wrong because I don't know shit about business that I, right. I, mean, I try to be so careful with people and also from an artist's point of view like coming from either somebody in a band or as a custom painter you know, I know how it sounds when someone's asking you to do something for free and I never want to be that guy. So, I mean, I've been blessed enough to be just skilled enough to be able to take care of all my needs. But right. I mean, there are, you know, I'm one of the worst photographers and it would be amazing to have. I think that's what every like, photographer <laughs> says. <laughs> I mean, but, but really, I think I, mean, I, I think really though, like what like what you're saying is like a lot of guys do it. Um, one, yeah, if they can make some money on it, cool. But a lot of photographers that I know, like dudes like Chopper Fisher and all those guys, um, Jay Sheen, all those dudes, they do it because of the fucking art. Like they love that shit. They like time capsuling that moment. You know what I mean? And I think it wouldn't be hard, yeah. dude, to get people like, hey man, if you want to submit some shit from your fucking area, drop it in this email. And let's fucking link up. 
Yeah. I mean, it'll definitely be way easier now that there's some kind of background to us, but hopefully there's something, yeah, tangible. Especially dropping your first issue in that quality, man. Like, you're definitely, you're going to be all right. I hope so. <laughs> Damn, I hope so. so. How do you, how do you get an issue? What's the easiest way if someone, someone listens to this and they want to get a hard copy? Uh, well, right now, until there's enough funds to do back order printing, as far as the first issue, printing might be dead until the second issue comes along. Okay. If, uh, like, we'll, we'll sell t-shirts and stuff in the mm -hmm. future. And if those are, if we can get the funds to do some back printing, we will. Uh, I know that we're now that we're on Amazon, you can get the digital version on Amazon. Mm -hmm. I saw that they offer to print a version of it if someone wants to pay for it. I don't know if that's true, but oh, no shit. Oh, that no might shit. Be. oh, that's cool. So, the, yeah, I wonder if they got the like a big cartel type mm -hmm. deal for magazines. Like you just put the subscription or like you put the issue up and it's like printed to order. There's got to be a company that does that, right? I'm not sure. Kinkos. That would make your I life mean, a lot easier. <laughs> I wish I had an assistant. I tell people all the time I need like an Igor type assistant to yeah, just yeah. do all the Googling. But yeah. Yeah, I lucked out with Rhino fucking wanting to come on board here because he is good at everything I'm not. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of that, that's what I have with my business partner, Rooster. I mean, he, uh, I mean, he's, he's very good at business, or at least he's very used to it, because I'm very new to it. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's a whole new game. Everything, every day, there's a new thing I didn't know I had to do. Yeah, business is tough, man. I mean, it's easy. It's easy to half-ass something. Like, yeah. I could have just, I could have shit out a magazine that sucked, but I wanted a real magazine. I mean, it has a real barcode, real ISBN number, mm -hmm. like it's in a... It's in a system, and I just uh, I wanted it to be actual, like a good not, one. Yeah. I mean, there are so many pages on Instagram called something something magazine, and it's not a magazine; it's just an Instagram page. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I put out a ma I shit out a magazine when I was younger, and it was a piece of shit. You did Very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, Hero Press. You've done Bimini so much. Has a copy. <laughs> I still have a copy. It's fucking embarrassing. I was like in my twenties. I was, it was so stupid, but it was a lot of work <laughs> and it came out like shit, but I loved it at the time. So after this first issue, um, is the plan to always keep paper copies? Cause I like, oh, like yeah, I was saying before, sure. like I know, I know a lot of guys move over to digital shit cause I mean, this day and age, it makes sense. It's easier. It's cheaper. But like, like along what you were saying, the cool factor of having it on your coffee table is just like fucking dope, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if anything, I hope this is, I mean, the printing should only go up from here. I have, I mean, I would, I don't know if I could just move forward with a digital only version, but yeah. Hmm. I mean, I get, like I said, I get why people do it. And a lot of companies are going that route. Um, but it sucks for like, as like the consumer, it sucks. Yeah. Cause like, I'll be honest, I'm not buying anything that's 
I can't buy a digital magazine because I'm going to look at it one time, dude. And then it's like, see ya. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm never going to look at it again. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot it's of like it an option. Is... It's an option thing, right? Like, just like with music, right? All music is digital. You can get it wherever. But then there's guys that pay a premium to get the depressed vinyl or whatever, you know, because they yeah. care about that still. And I think it's the same. It's the same with the magazine, right? You have to you have to be digital, but then also there's going to be people that'll pay a premium to have the magazine, right? Yeah, a lot of that I think is just uh, a reflection of of me as because I'm a, like a collector type person, and I guess I'm betting that there's a lot of collectors out there because that's what I do. I just consume, but. So for the uh, for the quarterly magazine, so this one just dropped. When when is the when's issue number two projected to? Uh, sometime this fall, hopefully fall. before Halloween, but around Halloween. Have you already started working on it? I've started lining up. Uh, yeah, people that are going to be in it I haven't shot anything yet. Well, no, that's not true. I have. Uh, we're covering an event called the Lowdown Hoedown that happened in Somerville, Georgia. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. Um, I think Chop Colt and Lowbrow Customs sponsored it, but I think it's brand new. It might be like the second year. I don't know. But Lowdown Hoedown sounds a lot like the low life lowdown. I think we might have a lawsuit on our hand here, Lockte. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no that's cool though i do hit like uh all those georgia shows like the grundle run and twin river and all that shit uh yeah well, i mean we'll hit as many of them as we can uh i'm super bummed that we missed the nashville show last week but the paradise show i don't know if you guys have ever been to that or heard about that but the big pool party chopper show yeah 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 i saw um, pictures of it. it looked fucking fun yeah. You know who'd be cool if to get in that magazine? Uh, Wes from Custom Destruction. Okay. He's in he's in Georgia. Um, he's like a rock and roll punk guy. Um, retired Marine. Builds custom helmets now. Uh, his shop okay. space is shared with a tattoo studio. Um, oh. He used to do the Riders on Norm podcast. Dude, he's an interesting motherfucker. And like, he, right. I'm assuming he's probably not too far from you. All right. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, he used to do that uh, Chop and Roll podcast, which I, yeah. I never listened to Riders on the Norm, but I listened to that one. It's like, that one was fun. Oh, it's do like yourself a favor, man. Music. Get Riders on the Norm on, I think it's still on Spotify, and listen to that, you'll love it. Big hmm. Scott and uh, Wes were like the dynamic duo, dude. Hmm. <laughs> Those guys were good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but he, he, I mean, <laughs> listen, Wes and Big Scott, they're the reason this podcast exists. Um, that when their podcast went down, uh, when they ended it, that's why this one started. So we got to pay homage to the guys before us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Wes would be super cool in the mag. He's super into like that whole scene. Um, and he knows fucking everybody out there. Cool, cool, cool. 
I think he's closer to the the beach though. In um, is he? I don't know if he's Georgia or South Carolina. I don't know. I think South Carolina actually. Now that I think about it. Yeah, Tennessee to Tennessee. How far are we from Tennessee? Like eighteen hours. Drive time. Drive time. My brother okay. used to live there. He lived in Maryville. Oh no shit. Yeah. Maryville. Never heard of it. Yeah. When he got out of the army, he was stationed in Fort Knox and then moved from Kentucky to Maryville, Tennessee for like five years. Damn. <laughs> yeah. But some fucking down <laughs> south shit, dog. I... Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> talks with a southern accent. Moonshine. Does he, he talks with southern? Yeah, talks with southern accent. Born and raised in Massachusetts. What? Yeah, yeah, dude. Because when you get in the military, dude, a lot of those boys are southern. So you pick up the southern accent. Yeah. He picked up a southern accent just being in the military before he even moved down south. He was in the army. Oh, uh, I want to say four years. Um, toured in Afghanistan and then was stationed in Kentucky at Fort Knox and then moved to Tennessee and still to this day he's been back up here for five years and still talks like a southern fucking boy it's wild dude that is wild that you could like it's crazy <laughs> yeah I guess no that does happen I know like hmm I know a couple people that moved down like deep south florida like ocala and shit and like they came back they got like new england got washed out of their vocabulary it's so much easier to talk like southern you're just like y'all yeah it's like lazy language you know you're just like yeah i went down y'all yeah i mean we're it's not in a hurry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, when I went that, to that show, ten, I went Tennessee. to that show in South Carolina or North Carolina, the back row, uh, back row barbecue run. And, bro, I was like freaked out. Like, how nice people were. And, like, like the dude at the gas station was like asking me all kinds of fucking questions. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? Like, I was like threatened by it. Dude. I'm like, what are you fucking plotting, bro? <laughs> Yeah, you want a piece of it's not like that up here. You know what I mean? People aren't fucking, you know, the, the gas station attendant isn't even going to fucking tell you how much your purchase is. You just got to know. <laughs> they might ask you how your day is and how fucking your dog's been after it got hit by a fucking tractor. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you put your cot in backwards, retard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's Massachusetts, bro. <laughs> and then you got yeah. south and everybody's so fucking nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's refreshing. Southern hospitality is real. It freaks I me mean, out. <laughs> well, it's a disarming it. technique. You know, it's uh, the easiest way to get somebody on your side if you don't know them is be nice to them. Yeah. See, up here, though, it's like when you're good friends with somebody, you talk shit to them nonstop. Like, when you greet them, like, what's up, faggot? You know what I mean? What's up, <laughs> fuckface? <laughs> like, just like, that's like, what's up, dude? <laughs> And then you go out south, and they're, like, shaking your hand. And, like, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I do like, like it, though. Just not I do like stranger. it, though. I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't, would, be yeah. at, wouldn't be at the gas station. Hey, what's up, fag? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, that's what it is. Screaming <laughs> out the window at people because they're not fucking going as soon as the light turns green. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. There is there was a cop in front of me today going twenty miles an hour. I'm like at the window. I'm like, what the fucking going? Move your fucking ass. But I do like it down south, man. The food down there is amazing. The people are fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. The weather's great. <laughs> so Chatt- Chattanooga, what, where in Tennessee is that? Is that east or west or central? Uh, right, right at the bottom of the middle. Chattanooga bottom is like right the Georgia-Tennessee corner. Okay. I've been to Nashville. Nashville really impressed me. Oh, that was I've never a cool been city. to Nashville, dude. I want to go to Nashville so bad. Yeah. That was yeah, that was awesome. wicked cool. Yeah, what a, what a cool city! It's just like it looks like Vegas, dude. With all the neon and the music, and yeah, that was a good time. But uh, what's the what border South Carolina is that Tennessee or Kentucky? That'd be Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, I was out, I went out there for a funeral, and I was out there for like four days or something, and I was well, like right on the border. It's like in the mountains. Okay. Um, and dude, it was fucking gorgeous out there. I want to say it was Tennessee. They're like, yeah, this is Tennessee right there. Uh, but yeah, I could live there. Like that place was fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah. I mean, Southern Appalachia is, I mean, that's God's country, but yeah, I mean, that's where I'm from. I'm from the North Georgia mountains, but, uh, um, okay. Dude, Georgia was, uh, I moved out when I was moving down to Florida. We went through, you know, we drove through Georgia and that's when I, I was probably like, I guess I was 18 or whatever, maybe 18 and a half. And I discovered boiled peanuts in Georgia. And Uh, dude, what a snack that is. Why isn't that? My my shit is hush puppies, bro. Hush puppies. I don't like hush puppies, dude. (laughs) Dude, I I hush puppies. love hush puppies. When I went, when I was in South, when I was in South Carolina, that's and I used to go to my uh, aunt's house every summer in Georgia. Um, but dude, every time I'm down south, that I'm getting hush puppies, collard greens, catfish, all that shit. Oh, you get all that right at the fucking restaurant, bro. You don't get nothing like that up here in these restaurants. You can't order catfish and collard greens up here. I don't know. I mean, I, I everybody, I know that we got super super good food down south, but. I mean, me and my wife, we like fantasizing about taking these food vacations, and she's all pumped about going to New England and eating all the seafood. And she talks about New England like, yeah, yeah. So in Boston, in in Boston, in like the, Boston like that Maine. major city area, the yeah. food is fucking insane. Like there is so much food out there; it's crazy. But as soon as you start getting like inland from Boston, like New Hampshire, Vermont, all that shit, the food gets meh. I don't know, man. I I got some restaurants, dude, and they they're banging, dude. The food, the food in Boston. Here. Here's the it's thing: dope. is with major cities, they're overexposed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially yeah. after, like, I lived in Boston for a while, and like there were some badass places that were like just like the best food I've ever had. But after COVID, dude, a lot of these corporations bought up all those cool little spots that like like Charlie's sandwich shop and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like they'd scoop them up because they couldn't float. But then like some right. fucking restaurateur conglomeration or whatever, they scoop in, they get the spot and then they, it, then the food fucking sucks because they don't, they don't have a passion for food and they don't have a legacy of yeah. making the food. Yeah. So Boston actually is kind of beat dude, as far as food goes. And it's like, I don't like that wishy-washy shit where you walk into a bar and it's just like, 
It's way too fucking clean in here. Yeah, I don't they're like trying it. to emulate a dirty yeah. spot that has good food. Like you know right away that they're like fake. But uh I mean, yeah, there's definitely some good food. But like, dude, in New Hampshire, <clears throat> New Hampshire has the best Mexican food I've ever had in my entire life. That is, you lived in Arizona. Yeah. What the fuck, bro? Yeah. Wow. Pretty that's bold. fucking yeah that's pretty I say, bold <laughs> i gotta say the best margarita that you can get is in new hampshire i've had margaritas all chinese over the world. Restaurant. i've tried i've tried to make them myself dude but there's a spot in new hampshire if you want to know you hit me up i'll give you the spot best margarita you'll ever have hands down unanimous decision it'll make you love tequila dude from who it's so good it's <laughs> unbelievable I'll tell you after I mean, this is this is just for the laddies. I'll tell you two, and then you have to private message me and beg. <laughs> but best margarita ever. Margaritas are fucking hard to make, dude. I can't even yeah. make. I can't even simulate this. I can't even make that, it myself. That's why I just drink whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of tequila lately. Nah, you just got to do the whiskey, and then when you want to switch it up, add some ginger ale to it. Done. Dude, tequila's, tequila <laughs> straight up on ice is perfect summertime gross. drink. That's perfect gross. summertime drink. It's a lot It's a lot like bourbon, I find. It's, it's a like lot sweet. like AIDS in a glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's gross. No, you, like just ha- you, can't, get the, you can't get the wells, dude. You can't get the bottom shelf tequila. You got to get some no, decent Patron, tequila. Dude. You think Patron, dude. Put- Patron, like the just just on ice or just straight up? Patron on ice. Well, no, I drank it out of the bottle. I'm not going to lie. Room out of the bottle. Is that, yeah. is that what you were drinking when you passed it on that tree? Yeah, for like 16 okay, so, hours. So you're, get, you're conflating two things. The, act- the tequila is actually good. You just had way too much of it. Yeah, I drank a bottle. <laughs> yeah, you can't drink that much. You just have it. If you drank a I bottle drink of whiskey, that much whiskey, whiskey and not sleep under a tree. You can drink that much whiskey and not sleep under a tree and get sick. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably, I might get sick, but maybe not. Quick story. The sickest I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> my my buddy just got out of jail and he went out. He was like, yeah, we're going to my friend Lordy's house. We went to this kid's. Lo- he had TVs, stolen TVs, just like up against the wall, just like 50 high. And he had like a novelty bottle of Jack Daniels. Like it's the biggest thing I've ever seen, dude. It was like fucking, he must've got like stole it from a store or something. It was like 500 milliliters. And he just had red solo cups and he was just Jack Daniels. Dude, I'm like 17 years old. I'm just like, long story short, flash forward a couple hours. I'm hanging out with my boys, uh, Ford Taurus puking my fucking guts out dude it's january it's like just freezing yes. to the side of his car dude i don't think i i don't think i woke up the entire next day i went home yeah i fell asleep on the toilet shitting and my dad like p- picked me up and i had like shit in my bum and like no pants on he just like threw me in my bed and then like i woke up for school on monday and i was just like all right guys yeah. But I, damn. Cool. But I didn't. I still will drink Jack Daniels. I don't get this. Like you have one bad. You know, I've only. You know, my whole life I've only had one hangover, and that's from Patron. When listen to this, I'll tell you real quick, and then we'll get back to the magazine set. 
um, when I got out of prison, I got out. So here's the funny thing. There's I went in the same time my brother was deploying to Afghanistan. And then he came home the same time I came home. So we had a banger fucking party when we both got home. And I just started dating my wife again. And my brother loves fucking uh, Captain Morgan's. So what are those skinny bottles? Like the skinny fucking bottles, but they're like taller, like this tall. They're skinny. Is that a pint? I think it's a pint. Um, but, dude, I fucking drank a whole bottle, just like guzzling it. And then I start pouring shots out of the second bottle. And I'm like, all right, everybody's going to do a shot. And I just started shooting everybody's shot. And I'm like, oh, I need a fucking chaser. This shit's gross. And then grab the bottle and start chasing with the bottle. So come to fight in like an hour. I drank a whole bottle plus a half bottle. And then my now wife got there. And, dude, I was so blackout drunk. My brother, I'm in the fucking living room. I'm like, mouth full of fucking puke. And I'm trying to tell my brother I need something to puke in. He's so fucking loaded that he comes in with a red Solo cup. Gives me a Solo cup to puke in. So I'm puking in the Solo cup and then shutting it off like a faucet, handing him the Fair cup. <laughs> He's going outside, dumping it. Bringing me the cup back, I puke again. Shut it off. He dumps it. Brings me the cup back. That was a that was a vicious night, bro. That's not yeah. You need you need a larger vessel than a solo cup. Yeah, but we were both hammered, so neither one of us could put two and two together. Like, just get something bigger. <laughs> just puke on the floor. Clean yeah. it up tomorrow. And then, and then my my wife wasn't even here for any of this, dude. Like, she was my girlfriend then, but she showed up at the point where I was just smoked. So she got there. This is at my dad's house, too. My family, like my dad, my mom, my sister, they're all crying in the kitchen because they think now that I'm out of prison, I'm going to be an alcoholic. My dad was an alcoholic and almost died. So now they think I'm going to be like my father. So they're all crying in the fucking kitchen. Me and my brother are laughing at them in the living room while puking in a fucking solo cup. And then my wife gets there just in time to drag me upstairs, put me to bed, and then go party with the rest of my family while I'm fucking assed out puking upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That was like our second date. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Hey, that's a good. That's yeah, a good I don't drink date. Captain Morgan. Just anymore. lay all the cards out on the table. Yeah. I mean, that was our second date for like this time of dating because we dated all through middle school too. <sighs> yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee got that good whiskey though. They got that good and bourbon. Good, right? good. Isn't yeah. isn't it? Is Tennessee's the only one that can make bourbon? Right. Well, I mean, uh, bourbon's more of a Kentucky thing. Or is but, it uh, whiskey? Yeah, Tennessee whiskey. That's the big thing. Mostly Jack Daniels, Dickel, stuff like that. But Oh, Dickel, yeah. I've had Dickel. I'm not a huge good. fan of Jack Daniels anymore. That brown liquor gets me fucking vicious. It's fucked, dude. I can drink the same amount of JMO and the same amount of Jack Daniels in two separate nights. But that same amount of Jack Daniels, I'm fucking somebody up. I'm beating someone's ass on the Jack Daniels. On the J-Lo, dude, I'm just trying to hang out. <laughs> it's, it's fucked, dude. Jack Daniels is, yeah, Jack Daniels is fucked up, bro. You got to drink that when you're alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jack Daniels, they got some bad juju, some fucking <laughs> yeah. evil spirits in there, you know? Yeah, that shit makes you want to hurt people. That brewery's on like an Indian graveyard or something. Yeah, you're just drinking fucking spirits. 
right. We got see this is what I'm saying. We always get derailed on bullshit. <laughs> oh. oh shit. So what's next? I know you said you're starting to work on that the new issue. Um are you getting like a pretty good response out of the first issue or is it still too new to find out? Uh, so far we're still just waiting. Like the first, uh, round that got mailed out, uh, people are just, just sending me pictures that they're getting them. Uh, so I really don't know. I mean, we're trying, we put it out there for, uh, for anyone that has like any kind of outlet, any kind of blogger or podcast or anybody that wants to review it, we'll send it to them. But, uh, yeah, we're going to start working on issue number two. Uh, we're going to start, I'm personally going to start trying to paint again. Uh, I got a chopper. It's coming in. I finally live somewhere where I can paint. So happy to get a bike in here that I can do some stuff to. And uh, nice. eventually we're going to put together, we're going to piece together a whole bike and probably raffle it off for charity. And oh, hey. uh, we're hoping that that's going to be also probably a big magazine feature, but, and we're going to go all out. I mean, we're going to dump a ton of money into this thing. I'm going to put all of my paint effort into it. And, um, yeah, that's going to be cool. But yeah, pretty much just magazine and, and random bike stuff. But what do you got? Uh, what do you got coming in for a chopper? I, th- I think it's a shovel head, but I've only hmm. seen one picture. I put it out there. Somebody was looking for paint took the first response, but oh, no uh, shit. yeah, for the past, uh, ever since, uh, COVID, I haven't had a place to paint all mm-hmm. of my own property. So I just moved into a house that has a garage. Haven't painted anything yet, but going to go all out. And then eventually we'll start pumping out normal stuff for giveaways. Like we're going to give away painted skateboards and then we'll do chopper stuff. We'll probably end up oh, doing okay. a car fingers crossed, but maybe some oh, instruments. So painted skate decks would be sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was my bread and butter for a long time. I just painted skate decks for shows. Yeah. I mean, I painted. I was just uh, telling Rhino that cause we've been, we've been talking about like ramping up our merch and shit. And I'm like, dude, we got to start doing skate decks. Yeah. I mean, it's just such an easy canvas. I mean, it's, it has yeah. curves to it like a car or something. And yeah. Nice. And I'm a pinstriper. So I love like a skateboard is like a pinstriper's fucking perfect canvas. Okay. It's like the perfect width where you can drag your pinky down the edges. It's fucking big fan of the yeah, skate yeah. decks. Yeah, for sure. Should do some uh, skate decks, but then uh, also have a line of inline skates that we paint. <laughs> uh, I think those would be a little bit too expensive. <laughs> like, yo, buy yeah, these inline skates for yeah. 400 bucks. It's, it's going to be... We have to have a bunch of different sizes too because feet yeah. are all like different sizes. Yeah, with skate decks when they carry like three sizes, dude. <laughs> yeah, so for, for issue number two, if you want an exclusive interview with me, then you know, just talk to my people and we can maybe set something up. It's not gonna be all cheap, right. but <laughs> yeah. It'll be exclusive. All right. <laughs> the world the world of rollerblading with Rhino. <laughs> yeah. I probably went like four times. 
There's actually my dad a, like uh, still goes, dude. He he bought he was buying inline skates off eBay because they stopped producing them, so he was buying them yeah. like secondhand and just popping off the wheels because he needed like these wheels. He's into it. He doesn't listen to this though. I'm like, hey, dad, I'm He's doing a podcast. Out. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> He's like, fuck you, kid. <laughs> He's like, I've never been proud of you. Tell him we did an inline skating episode. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm gonna. This whole episode is just gonna be to trick my dad into loving me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> so, what do you uh do you still skateboard? You still have a hot rod, you still have a chopper? Like what are you still into? I know you said you kind of like stepped away from the music for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh well right now I'm re-piecing everything that was cool back together because I, I sold everything that was cool so that I could afford to move to Texas in 2020. Oh shit. That was a shit investment. But, um, uh, yeah, I have, I mean, I have pieces of stuff. Uh, I have this big plan for, uh, I mean, I, for years now I've had this idea of, uh, you're familiar with, you know, I, I'll just, maybe I shouldn't get into it, but I plan on building a trike. Uh, like an old school seventies uh, uh, yeah. show class chopper. I mean, it's plenty. I mean, with a big fiberglass carriage, all that, all that kind of stuff. But because um, I finally have the room to do something like that, uh, eventually I'm going to have to get a van for magazine reasons, so that we can finally start going to events and having booths mm -hmm. and merch and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I do a little bit of everything as much as I can. Uh, as soon as uh, as soon as we have the paint rolling, uh, we'll be doing all kinds of basically chopper only paint and hopefully a ton of chopper builds. I mean, I would like to do, we need to do this, uh, charity bike and I'm going to do this next paint job. So that'll be two. Mm -hmm. But then if I ever get to do the trike, that'll be a third one. But eventually we're going to do a whole bunch of like, uh, painted collections for giveaways like uh, gas tanks with rear fender and maybe an oil bag or something. But um, a lot of helmets, a lot of uh, skateboards, signs, I guess. But I don't know. Uh, cross that bridge when I get there, I guess. I, my, my whole focus has just been the magazine. But Yeah. Would you say that on a scale of 1 to 10... How much better are you at painting than No Luck Paintworks? Like, he's probably <laughs> around a four. Would you say, like, you're like an 11 and a half? Or... Oh, you're a dank. <laughs> the only reason I agreed to do this show is so I could fuck with Dan every week. Okay. <laughs> you're going to give him a heart attack, dude. <laughs> Speaking of Dan, now. let's run through these fucking sponsors real quick. You guys good with that? Yeah. Go. Up first, we got Dan at No Luck Paintworks. <laughs> Coming out of Manchester, New Hampshire, cooking up some of the dopest motherfucking paint schemes in the Northeast. Uh, his books are now open for winter paintwork. If you have a build in the process 
or you're just trying to repaint your fucking shitty ass bike, hit him up. No luck paintworks on Instagram. Up next, we got Steve at Deadbeat Customs, the fucking creator of the Deadbeat Retreat where all low lives go to die. Your boys will be set up there. Listen, when you go get your ticket at DeadbeatCustoms.com, use code LOWLIFE at checkout to save some motherfucking oh, yeah. money. Uh, That's a good idea. Next, we got Lowbrow Customs, everything you need for the road ahead. Probably the only fucking website where you can build an entire chopper from the ground up off one fucking website. Tyler's got his fucking hands in every chopper show across the country, supports every bluegrass, every, yeah, every bluegrass, every grassroots event. Uh, he maybe who knows? Maybe he likes bluegrass. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Tyler some love. What are some fucking parts? Lowbrowcustoms.com. Uh, up next, we got Steel City Blacksmithing, the homie Josh, whipping up some of the dopest fucking twist and fabrication and lathe work. Um, he is out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, hit him up, Steel City Blacksmithing. I think he's actually raffling off the Twisted Invaders right now. So go get in on that. Um, yeah, that's it. And if it's still happening, who fucking knows? Motherfucking Jerry is raffling his goddamn van. Oh, I know. It's probably dude. the Holy sickest shit. van in America. The most iconic the van in America uh, is up for raffle right now. So go get him, go grab a ticket, help Jerry out on whatever his next fucking endeavor is. Who knows with yeah. that dude? Um, and grab some shit. Jerry's one of the fucking one of the fucking greats dude, when it comes to fab work. He does some crazy dude, you shit. Get, you, you can get in anywhere if you if people think you're Jerry, you roll up in that van with the eight twelve sticker on it with the fucking oh, party good. deck on top. Yeah, you you're don't good. have to pay anymore. You got VIP no. everywhere, baby. VIP, free cocaine, all the prostitutes <laughs> your heart could ever want. That van comes with a full fucking pimp card in the dash. Um, So anyways, hit up fucking Jerry at 812 Inc. Also, real quick, um, the Sissy Bar art extravaganza. All the Sissy Bars from my graduating year of, what was that, last year? Last year or the year before, whatever the fuck it was. All those Sissy Bars are now up for raffle. Um, that raffle helps Jerry get, uh, that next show to be possible. It helps him be able to pay for all that steel. Jerry makes every one of those sissy bars by fucking hand, by hand, dude, dude's a beast. Um, so go over to gnarly magazine. And I think that's where they're doing all the raffle shit. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Ran to those sponsors like a champ. <clears throat> yeah, it's so nice that you do them all because I don't want to do them. <laughs> I ain't trying to do them. Uh, some of you guys might have heard my ad that I did last week. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was just testing it out. So, so if you're <laughs> sorry, if you about listen that. on anything but Spotify. Yeah, I was just like, how does this work? And I'm just like, and then I recorded an ad. It's like a minute long. It's fucking redacted, dude. So go fucking listen to It's that. at the end of the show. It's at the beginning of the show. Oh, thanks for it was at the end. It's not on YouTube. I was, I, I tried to put it at the beginning. So it, it'll only, it only does it on, uh, 
It doesn't do it on Spotify, but I went on actually today. I was like, why didn't that fucking ad play? And I went on Apple iTunes and it's right at the beginning. It's the first thing you hear. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, it's not so on YouTube know. or Spotify. No. So I don't know Which where is else weird. it is. It's a Spotify but... commercial, but it's not on Spotify. Yeah, I don't know why they're like, <laughs> didn't play there, but whatever. It definitely played on Apple. That's the only thing I checked. Like, right before the show, I was like, oh, yeah, I put a fucking commercial. It's fucking worth it to listen. Yeah. But anyways. All right. Johnny. There you go. Are you ready for the final question? Gosh. You have, to con- you have to consent to this. Yeah, because it could lead to long-term post-traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys heard last week's, it was fucking I'm, horrendous. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go a little bit lighter this week. Yeah, tone I'm it down. It was hard in the paint. Yeah, I don't want to. So that was so mind engraving that I had to go and tell my wife about it. At two days later, it just like was still in my head, and I'm like, "Can I tell you what Rhino asked me?" <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> "She was like." He's fucking disgusting. <laughs> we we got a lot. So I put it out as a poll on like on everything and a res, resounding scab. Everybody went scab. Not yeah, I didn't, didn't have a, a choice. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty bad. That's the that worst part one. about the whole thing is putting it, letting a scab from a hobo's knee dissolve on your tongue is the number one choice. So yes. that's fucking, fucking we're not disgusting. doing that this week. We're going to go a little bit light, a little bit light and airy. This one should be a little bit easier to swallow, a little bit easier to stomach. But then we're going right back into the, right back into the shit next, the week after next. All right. All right, Johnny. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you consent? You give me consent? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather... Cut off your eyelids with a razor blade and have to wear goggles like Horace Grant from the 1994 Chicago Bulls for the rest of your life. Or (laughs) remove all of your teeth with a figure skate. (laughs) I mean, I'll go with the goggles. You're going to slice off both your eyelids? You're going to need, like, re-wedding drops and you have to wear goggles? You know what Horace Grant looks like? He looks fucking... Just Google Horace Grant from the 1994 Chicago Bills. You can never blink. You're going to have to sleep with your eyes open. What movie was that where they popped the tooth out with an ice skate? (laughs) I've definitely seen that in a movie. I think it was uh, Castaway with Tom Hanks. Oh, it was! It was! Yeah. Yeah. So you're going with you're going with removing uh, the eyelids and the teeth? goggles. I mean, I suppose you could get new teeth, but it's not as cool of a story. I mean, I mean, at least that dude, professional <laughs> athlete. Yeah, but then, dude, behind these goggles, your eyes are always open because you have no eyelids. Oh, you're dude. just like, I mean, yeah. But think I'm about this deep. too: is like think about how quick you can cut your eyelids off. And then think about quick. how long it's going to take to snap it's out all each day. fucking tooth, dude. 
with an ice. Yeah. You're gonna snap one out and pass out. I'm not even snap sure one can... out, pass yeah. out. It's gonna be tough. It might be painless. But then you could get. I don't know if they could. Can they make new eyelids with like baby foreskin or something? Hundred percent. I don't know about baby foreskin, but yeah, hundred <laughs> percent they could. <laughs> I mean, I would be okay with the a clockwork orange eye drops for the rest of my life, I guess. Hmm. All right, so definitely taking off the eyelids is going to be like no. That's no. That's a no brainer. You just like easy. Oh, yeah. You just pull that bitch out, and but then the aftermath. I mean, like because it's going to be a period of healing. You're going to have to wear those goggles. Why did he wear those goggles anyways? She didn't get poked in the eye, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I might. Here's the thing is. All right. So you go with the ice skate and just you don't have to do one tooth at a time, dude. You just smash yourself in the face, dude. Just smash yourself in the face and take out like four or five teeth at a time. How are you going to do it on the backs? Yeah, I feel like you're going to have to get pretty surgical. I mean, at some point, you're just shoving a shoe in your mouth. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the chances of you still getting laid with no eyelids versus (laughs) whatever disfigurement you might give yourself bashing your face with a skate. I don't know. Yeah, and think about it. You're going to do that one time. Knock it all your teeth, and you're telling me you're gonna be able to pick that skate up and do that again? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you're just not. cutting two eyelids off versus having to beat the shit out of yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I guess the eyelids is probably the easiest, but it's like if you, you don't get pop my eyelids, teeth out though. with a skate. Because the question was, you have to wear the goggles, so you're just like, and then you have horse grant goggles, and then you have to try to figure out how to sleep like this. Just put on a fucking mask. You're going to freak out your kids. Yeah, you're going to have to... I'm going ice skate. Taking out the teeth. You going ice skate? Yeah, I got shit teeth, dude. My teeth are all fucking broken and fucking... They'll probably come out without the ice skate. Yeah, I guess that's a good point, is how bad are your teeth? Because if you have to take them out anyways, then fuck it. Yeah. You know? If you're already missing teeth, fuck it. Yeah, my teeth are not great, dude. I was like born with bad teeth. Yeah, you know what? I I think I could. You just like. I think I, I think I'm gonna go. Teeth. I wouldn't even have to do that, dude. I could just like put it in there and just go. Just like pop them out one by one. Yeah, yeah. Or slice your gums, like. And I dip ugh. too, so that's like that makes it even worse, dude. Those bitches are ready. Yeah, and to then, come out. then the thing is, is like just back to the getting laid. It's like, I think having no teeth is a plus. Yeah, you know. can suck dick like a champ. It'd be like making out with an octopus. <laughs> you make all sorts of weird sex sounds and shit. But then, you're, no but then you're always like you this. Grand, you're just like, dude, you're fucked. Yeah, but then have you ever noticed people without teeth though? They're always like this. <laughs> like your fucking face collapses. Yeah, but you can get fake teeth. Dude, you can get yeah. fake teeth. You can go to the fucking, you know, they used to have like gag stores and shit. You just get those like hillbilly teeth, and that's better than nothing. Just like the plastic ones, it costs like two ninety nine. Nah, dude, just just jump a grandma. Good enough for George Washington. 
jump a grandma that has the same size mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Maga old just lady, be like, dude, good. Be toothless. I don't give a fuck. It's probably be- better for your health, too. You can't chew, like, red meats and shit. You're just, like, eating blended up vegetables. Oh, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go ice skate. Ice skate, no teeth. Loctite, what's your final answer? Ice skate, no teeth. Johnny? Yeah, I'm staying eyelids. Staying eyelids. I mean, I'm into it. I mean, I th- I mean, I'm pro looking scary all the time. So that would you would be out. the coolest motherfucker, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you'd be set on Halloween. People would be like, "Yo, this dude is fucking crazy." Yeah, like, thinks you're crazy for pulling your yeah. teeth out. Yeah, you go to like your wife's work function, and they'd be like, "Hey, why is Johnny looking at us like that?" And you just be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Can't help it." I cut my eye out. It's off for no reason. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody Google Horace Grant. He wasn't part of the Dream Team either, I don't think. Dude, everybody wore goggles back in the day. Everybody wore goggles? Well, not Pippen everybody. Didn't. Not Jordan everybody. Didn't. But like a lot of motherfuckers did. I don't get it. I don't get the goggle thing. So you don't get poked in the eye when you're fucking Who going the fuck to the cares? fucking... When you go into the hoax, dude. Dude, was there like an uh, an epidemic of dudes with long fingers like skewering people's eyes out? Yeah, dude. Like fucking Beetlejuice or some shit? Like, no, dude. Anyway, I don't you know go to dunk, dude. About. You just got fucking five fingers coming in your face. No, I think they're prescription. I think he needed them because he couldn't see. And you can't Goggles? wear like regular. Yeah, I don't think you can wear like regular glasses because you're like whipping around doing basketball moves and shit. Huh. I don't know. We'll find out next week on the Low Life <laughs> Chopper podcast. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. All right. Yeah, thanks. Stick around. It. We're well, we're gonna do a low life's after dark right after this. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming on, man. Hope everything works out with the fucking magazine. And if you need anything from us, hit us up whenever. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks guys so much.